0: Hey,
1: hey, hey. Happy New Year! This is the Five Point Play Podcast, the Die Hard and Duke Basketball Fans Podcast, and one thing will remain true in twenty twenty four, as we found out in twenty twenty three. And Jack, that is that the CW still sucks. It is the worst network for college basketball. It is horrible. That's the only thing I'll say about it. Duke beat up on Queens uh, yesterday. That was um, a, a good one to kind of knock off the rust and, and get his Proctor back, which is huge. Came off the bench, gave us 18 minutes. I thought overall, you know, obviously Jared McCain went off. He's just been playing phenomenal basketball uh, over his last four or five games and Hopefully that continues because we have Syracuse and Notre Dame coming up this week uh, to really kind of kick off the, the conference schedule. Obviously, we're all in one, so we'll talk a little bit about the ACC. We'll talk about Tyrese Proctor and where he should be within the rotation. Do we kind of ease him back in? Should he start right away? Talking about all of that. Only things that are important is what we're going to talk about here on this podcast, things that actually matter. So, mm-hmm. ACC, overall thoughts on kind of where we are right now kind of heading into the conference schedule.
0: Man, I like it. I like where we are, man. I like uh I like the adjustments that have been made by the players. I think uh the coaches obviously have have been getting guys in the right spots. I think the way the team's running is good. Tyrese is back, like we're full strength now. I think the rotation, we know what the rotation is and there you know there's a chance somebody, you know, finds a way in potentially, you know, if if need be, you know, in certain roles but where, where we are is is good i think it's good enough to at le- at the very least win the conference and then you use the conference to get yourself into march like we said it from the start this is a march team it's a team built for march and how we develop and with the acc you know being it's it is what it is right like it's not it's not as bad as people think it is and it's also not you know we're, not, we're be playing world beaters every night like we can we can stand to get some guys developed for the march run in the acc season and still be successful within the season so uh, it's going to obviously it's gonna be a grind, man. A lot of games, you know, back to back to back and all that. You know, not a lot of practices in between. So it, we are who we are right now for the next couple of months. And, and I like it because January is usually a tough month for us. In the past, you see us losing two or three games in January. I don't know that we lose that many in January this year. I really don't. I think we're in, in a good spot.
1: Yeah, we, we won four games in a row uh, after kind of a rocky start there. So we're nine and three. I don't think any of us predicted that uh, coming into January 1st, but that's all right. You know, D, we have, um, you know, with Tyree's Proctor being out for a month, it really allowed, you know, our freshman guards, and we talked about a number of times on this podcast, to to get their chops, you know, to get out there and get major minutes. And I think both of them have, have done an extraordinary job with that. But it's not only just the freshman guards, but the entire roster. Sometimes these guys trying to learn some new roles, uh, and what they need to do, that flip, that is Mark Mitchell. Jeremy Roach is kind of the one guy that he knows exactly who he is and what we're asking him to do. But overall, kind of going into the new year, where do you feel about uh, where this team is?
2: Right now, I mean, just like AC said, I, re- I I like how Duke is playing basketball. I like the adjustments on defense, the, the way they're playing offense and, and getting into those sets early and – no wasted motions i mean no wasted movements we say that a lot on this podcast but like watching duke over the past 3 or 4 games like you you see it there's not a lot of hesitation there's it's straight to the rim we know what we're doing we know who to look for we know where to look the spots to look and you know shout out to the coaching staff for for drawing it up and uh give the players their flowers for st- holding themselves accountable like we've been asking them to do like, how bad do you want this? And I think it's shown over the past three games that they want it.
1: Yeah, n- no doubt. I think, uh, Jack, one of the things that, that I've liked is exactly what Jack, or uh, talked about, which is how we've really improved on the defensive end. I think that some of the rotational stuff that, that coaching staff has put in place, we were getting burned early in the year on, you know, the, the pick and roll defense. I think we've cleaned that up to a, a large degree. Where do you see us on the defensive end, kind of heading into the conference season?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think defensively, this is the best the team has been this season. Uh, obviously, you know, I mean, Proctor, he's he's taking, uh, he's he's coming back, which is huge for the defense. Even though it wasn't his best defensive game against Queens, you know, it, he's when he's fully healthy, fully back, and integrated into the system, he's going to be the leader of that defense. I'm excited for that flip. I've talked about this a little bit. His shot blocking ability has much improved for the season. I'm really happy to see it. Um, I mean, obviously, he's he's not D live in terms of overall defensive impact, but the blocking ability is there. He had five blocks yesterday against Queens, which is amazing. Um, we had eleven as a team, right? I think something like that. He's he's had multiple four block games. I just want to point that yeah. out. Yeah, that is Aver-
2: averages over yeah. two a game.
3: He's, yeah, he's and a that's, good, he's a the good main, post defender. He is. He is. I agree with that completely. He is. He's a good defender. It's honestly, it's been an adjustment for him coming from playing the four mostly last year to being basically a full time center this year. It's different, but he, I think, he's done a very good job adjusting. I think he's made some changes defensively that have helped the team defense overall. I, I think McCain has made some pretty good strides defensively. You know, Mitchell Mitchell's been there. Mitchell's Mitchell. We know what he's gonna be defensively. I, I'm impressed with how the team's been the last few games without Proctor and with Proctor.
1: Yeah, Pablo, uh kind of completing the starting five here on the five point play podcast. Your overall thoughts of this team on both ends of the floor?
4: Um I think everything is cool, man. Everything looks good. I like the I like what we're doing on offense. The offense still clicking. Um our freshmen, you know, looking like sophomores and juniors. On defense with playing well, I mean, I like everything I see, man. I think that, you know, this team is built uh, to make a, a late run in the tournament. You know what I mean? A deep run in the tournament and and to win the national championship. You know, as long as we stay together as a team, you know, I don't think there's any limit, you know what I mean, to what they can be.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, earlier on uh, in the season, you get a couple of losses and there's certainly adversity that you're going to face as, as any team, you know, every year coming into any season from sixth grade basketball that, you know, AC used to coach to, you know, the NBA teams, you know, you're always going to have these preseason meetings that you're talking about adversity and how are we going to handle it? This team has some adversity really early on, but I think overall, see, I think that this team has kind of used it and galvanized together used it to to kind of fire them. I think you've seen a different style of play from them. Now, obviously, some of that's going to be X's and O's, but a lot of it is just, you know, kids understanding who they need to be to help their team win because we've said it a million times that the better the team does, the better you will do, the better you Mm -hmm. will do for your career. And I think that's what we've seen so far. We got got to keep it rolling.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, all all the things that you want to see that, you know, the, the superficial stuff that measures success shots fall and all that stuff its happening for this team right now. And that, that's that's big for them because earlier on in the season, those shots weren't falling and, and the passes weren't hitting and all this stuff. But now it's like it all is like a lot. There, there hasn't been broad sweeping changes. There's just been some some areas of concentration that they've they've really cleaned up. And I think we've highlighted that enough in our coaches corner segments. But it it's it's just starting to hit and and I'm not concerned about this being a peak early situation. Like we're not, it's not like we're peaking too early. Like we're going into our conference slate, playing good basketball. (gasps) We'll continue to do the same. And I still think that there are a couple of changes that can and, and will happen with the squad with the squad going into, into March. And we're going to be able to use it. Like I said before, we're going to be able to use that ACC season to kind of bring those changes about like the team is not a finished product by any means.
1: No, no, I I think we uh, have a a very high ceiling and I, I think we're, not necessarily scratching the surface of where we can be, but we're starting to get that get to that point. We're ramping up. We didn't peak in December. We didn't peak in November. We haven't peaked yet. We're not going to for a while, and that's something that we've talked about for for the entire off season. So now we're here. Now we're here, and, and it's exciting. I did want to kind of switch gears and talk about Tyrese Proctor because he is back after four weeks. I thought overall he looked all right. He you know did some really nice things, and then there were a couple of times where you would just like to see him wanna fly. Um, Pablo, I wanna go to you first on this and then D, because I know when we were talk uh, when we were texting about it during the game yesterday, you you were kinda saying that he was he was hesitating, right? So what would you like to see yeah. from him? Kind of talk about what you saw when you were watching it.
4: Yeah, I just think that you know, when he checked in the first time, I think the you know, first few minutes, probably like the first five minutes that he played, uh, he looked a little hesitant out there and I don't know if that was um you know, just unsure about, you know, his body or whatever, or just trying to, you know, just get back into the groove of things. I think it was probably more of the latter. Um, I think he's trying to get back into the groove of things. And, you know, he's seeing, you know, sometimes, you know, you see how well the team is playing, you know, you want to, you know, you want to bring value to that. You never want to subtract from that. So at times, you know, you could be hesitant in what you do. I think he passed up a number of shots. Um, he had a couple turnovers that was uncharacteristic. You know, of him. Um, he didn't and he wasn't really that vocal when he started. And that's what I think was the biggest difference for uh, Tyrese. But I think as the game went along, he got a little more comfortable. And um, you know, I, I I'm assuming, you know, we'll see him back in the starting lineup probably the next game. So um I think he'll be fine, but I just think overall he just had to shake off some rust. And it might take it might take a couple games. So we can expect to see a a rusty Tyrese for, you know, first couple games uh, back. But ultimately, you know, for Duke to hit their ceiling, you know, they're going to need him and they're going to need their star point guard. And, you know, I mean, he's a, you know, a a lottery pick for a reason. So he's just got to do better. And uh, I think he'll get there.
1: Yeah, D, jumping off of that with talking about Tyrese Proctor potentially starting, Pablo just laid it out that he thinks that Proctor will start in the next game. I'm not sure. Um, I think that I could see Proctor coming off the bench for a couple more. And I I, I could go either way with it though. It's still early enough in the year where I think we can insert him in and, and just gonna foster figure it out. But you gotta win uh, the game too.
2: I'm on I'm on the fence <clears throat> with whether or not he starts the next game or if he comes off the bench the next few. If he'd have played twelve minutes yesterday, yeah, he's probably not gonna start. But he played eighteen, I think, eighteen or nineteen right around there. Minutes, yep. Um and you saw what he could do. I mean, he's a magician with the ball. Like he he passes the ball better than a lot of people I've ever seen. Don't say Paul better than I've ever seen. And uh, so I, I I could see I could see him starting next game. I could see him starting next game, but I could also see him coming off the bench just for one more, just to get his legs under him because you can't simulate game speed.
1: Yeah, AC, where are you on this? You know, I'm, I'm kind of same as as uh, the. I think that. To me, uh, it's not necessarily a quick turnaround, but it is still a couple days. So, yeah, I I think he's going to come off the bench for this one. He'll play anywhere from 15 to 25. It could be that big of a disparity in in minutes, uh, just from you know, it's going to you know determine how the uh, how the team is playing and how he's Mm -hmm. playing individually.
0: I mean. If the plan is to get him back into the starting lineup at some point, I think conditioning-wise, he's good. He played eighteen minutes. Like this is not a conditioning issue, in my opinion. If the plan is to get him back in the starting lineup, I think you go ahead and put him back in in a game against Syracuse team that's been pretty hot lately. Some of the things he offers can can work well against Syracuse's kind of trapping defense um, that they've been playing a little bit. Like it, it reminds me of Tyus, right? Like Tyus, he had a couple big games early in the season, Michigan State. Um, the Yukon game, Wisconsin, where he's putting up 20 points, but he was never really in double digits after that. in those games, Tyrese is not a score. Like he's not wired to be a score. He sets guys up. That's what he does. And I think that's one of the evolutions i talked about. This team's going to evolve. One of the evolutions is going to be Tyrese being becoming more of a score because you've seen how that works with this team with Caleb being a score, Jared being a score, Jeremy being a score. So Tyrese is going to have to fit in with that. and. I think that's coming. And I think you're gonna see it through Jan. It's gonna evolve through January, where he is going to start consistently becoming a score for us where he's not gonna be passing up opportunities, where he's not gonna just be looking for somebody else, where he's gonna use his his ability to to actually put points up like he did at the end of last season. And and I really think that's gonna be one of the evolutions for the evolution sort of squad. So I like if he if his conditioning is good, if he is healthy. Go ahead and, and whoever whoever gets kicked out at this point, if it's Caleb, I'm just I'm I'm guessing it would be Caleb, unless it's Mark. Like go ahead, go ahead and boot him out of the lineup now and get Tyrese in so we can work this out through January. Like there's no point in hesitating. If he's gonna be back in the start, starting lineup, get him in. If if the plan is for him to be the sixth man now that he's been hurt, then leave it at that. Like, but there's no point in waiting. Like there's no point in waiting.
1: So you think that I mean, based on all that, then then you think he starts.
0: Yeah, I do. I, I think he starts and I think he should start. I think he's the best player on the team. I think that no one on, in America can guard him and there's no point in sitting on the bench. The biggest deal is, can he fit into what we want to do, which is these attacking guards and and having multiple ball handlers and multiple facilitators on the floor, setting other guys up off of action. If If he can fit into that which he was having trouble fitting into at the start of the season. We pointed it out here on this podcast. If he can fit into that, which whats what we've developed into, then get him in. Like, go. Let's go. Let's go. Figure it out. You got it. You're too good. Let's go. There's no point in bringing him off the bench. There's no point.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Jack, where do you, where do you fall on that? I think that, uh, you know, AC gave a couple of different options there of, of who would kind of slide to the bench. I don't think Mark Mitchell is going to slide to the bench in this scenario at all. I don't think
0: so either. I don't think yeah, so.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's always going to be Foster because you can't take McCain out. That, yeah. That's impossible at this point. So, I yeah. mean, are you with that then? Are you like, unless hey, Tyrese is going to be the guy, which, you know, he should be, then yes. go ahead and let him run, let him cook.
3: Yeah. Tyrese has got to be the starter at this point. Um, I, I think that's the case. Uh, I think I like Caleb as a super six man. I think he can run an offense against a second unit really well. I think, you know, with his size he can really come in and sub for any anyone 1 through 4. I also really don't think you pull Mark Mitchell out of the lineup. Not necessarily hmm. because he's Mark Mitchell, more so because do you really want to start four guards?
0: Right. No. no have no. your
3: tallest non-flip player be 6'5, 6'6. It doesn't make any sense. I was thinking two so. undersized two undersized combo guards and two large but not necessarily power forward Guarding point guards and flip is frankly terrible starting lineup. Like, yeah. no disrespect to anyone who thinks nah, that's the way to what go. We've been it's doing not... what Mark works.
0: Like, right? what we've been doing with exactly? Mark works, like... What
3: we've been doing with Mark has been working. I have no issue saying that. That's not it's not a problem. I nope. really I like Caleb as a super six man, and mm-hmm. I I really think he gives a lot of versatility
1: yeah Pablo, in terms of Foster coming off the bench, I think that's where we're all, we're all we're all at. um, what does that do to him mentally? I think he's a pretty strong resilient kid, so I don't think that he's gonna do a whole lot to him. Do you see it otherwise?
4: No, I mean, I don't think I mean, I think that's that you know that's probably what his expectation is anyway, you know what I mean, at this point because I mean, he you know, he came off the bench with the first eight games you know this year and, and he would still be coming off the bench had that injury not happened so um you know he's a pretty strong will kid kid and a great character so I don't see that being an issue at all um and just like Jack said you know he, he's great for the second unit uh Caleb he just fits man uh and he'll, I think he'll he, you know he's that kid that'll do anything that you know he kind of got that Jalen Blake's attitude you know just do anything to win whatever the coach asked him to do that's what's going to happen so I mean, it's just a positive for Duke regardless, you know what I mean, whoever is in the starting lineup, but, you know, Tyrese will be the starter. So, I mean, that's that, that can pretty much go without saying. So, you know, that's what we can expect.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I the, think with, uh, with Caleb Foster, um, I think that he's a he's type of player that he's had the ability to come off the bench. Obviously, he saw against Michigan State coming in. Tyrese Proctor was still there, and he came in and gave the huge showing with 18 points and huge clutch threes. You know to him, I, I don't think this is a big deal to him. I think it's much yeah. easier to be like, Hey, no, Tyrese, yeah. you're a captain, you're, you're the guy who was supposed to start. I'm fine understanding what my role is. So, I think that we're, we're in good shape there. Um, outside, especially
0: of- if John was transparent before the injury, which I'm yeah, sure I'm he, he sure always was. was.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, um, I mean,
4: we never was. really had any issues with things like that at Duke anyway, though. Like, not I mean, that. there's been onesie twosies, but I would never really had an issue with. You know, players like that coming off the bench and being, you know, bickering about it. So, whatever. Do people,
3: I feel like people forget that Grayson Allen came off the bench a bunch his junior year.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After
1: having an All American season. Like, yeah. John himself
0: came off the bench when he should have been we're starting we're over. 100%. Greg
1: fucking Paulus. Exactly. Very true. Exactly. Greg um.
3: hey, Paulus. Greg Paulus is also a head coach. I will have you know. Good.
0: Good. Niagara. Good. Good. Congratulations. He's over at Viagra. Also well, over.
1: Moving on. <laughs> moving on. All right. Mega I love so, You I mean, have to do that. didn't check. <laughs> um, right, so, I love Greg. Fuck him. Yeah, Whatever. Um, all right. So, obviously, <laughs> we're coming up. We Thank got you the, for your uh, service. <laughs> we got the uh, ACC schedule coming up now. No more non-conference games. And we got, what, 17 more conference games, right? So mm-hmm. um, where do we see the ACC Kind of shaking out, not just Duke, but where you know, is there any team that obviously Syracuse won five straight games? So I, I'm not sure that's something I saw coming um, from, from Syracuse. Any other teams? I'll open up the floor. D, you know, if you got any other surprise teams out there from the ACC,
2: I like Clemson a lot. I, I think they play great team basketball. They um, think one, one or two losses right now. <sighs> I, I, I think the ACC is a lot better than people want to give them credit for. Um, even Notre Dame, even Pitt. Uh, I mean, Pitt's a dangerous team if you if you let them run on you. So
0: I That's mean, one of the I, things about the ACC this year, right? Like, I don't think, I, I, quite honestly, outside of us, and maybe I'm being biased, I don't think there's, like, a team that's so head and shoulders above the rest of the league where they can't, like, they just can't lose on a given night. Like, I think, like, you 100%. saw at UVA, like, you it, like people are already burying UVA. UVA is still a solid squad, man, just cuz they lost to Notre Dame. Michael Shrewsbury is a really good coach. Like give that man some credit for a really good game plan. But UVA is not going to just go away. Like the way they play basketball is still going to be very difficult for teams to handle. Like it's one of those it's one of those leagues where the teams at the bottom maybe not Louisville, but anybody else can beat some of the other teams at the top <laughs> on any given night, you know what I mean? Like Free Nolan, free Nolan. Oh <laughs> But now you know what I'm saying, right? Like Georgia be, Tech's like, Miami. a great example of that. No, Georgia Tech's gonna beat some teams this year that they shouldn't, shouldn't quote unquote. Like Wake Forest is a good squad, man. Georgia Tech already beat a team that shouldn't own. have. Right, Miami's gonna be good as usual. Like <clears throat> Clemson, like you just pointed out, D is good. NC State is good. Like NC State's got, good got a great squad. roster. We have some good squads in the ACC. Like six to seven in the tournament would not be surprising, I think, to the rest of the country. will because everyone wants to shit on the ACC, but. Six seven teams is not going to be surprising to me. No.
1: Yeah, Miami's 10 and 2. They're not even ranked. Um, that's just garbage. Are they getting votes? Well, you know, the thing is, is that, like, the oh, ACC, right. uh, like has been said, like, it's not as good and it's certainly nowhere near as bad as people want to make it out to be, but the voters eat that shit up. So, the last mm-hmm. five or six years, talking about how shitty the ACC is. And so, you'll get a team like Miami, who went to the Final Four last year, has a really strong roster. They're 10 and 2. And have won three games, but no, we're not going to put them in the in, in the top twenty-five. It's just it's, it's kind of nuts to me that yes. that people buy into this narrative. Every single fucking year, and it just you know takes on a life of its own. ACC is not that bad. No, the league has played really well in
0: the non-conference this year. They played right. well in the non-conference. They have. They and show up in it, the tournament too.
3: That's when it matters.
1: It is. Right. And only two teams have a losing record: Notre Dame and then obviously Louisville. Mm-hmm. Like,
3: yeah, they don't count.
1: Well, Louisville doesn't count. They're they're garbage. Like <laughs> right? they would. Be, Louisville
3: holds down the conference athletically and academically at this point. Like I'm really? not even joking.
1: Damn, they would Jack, be. Jack, they Jack they would be a run of the mill. they be a run of the
4: Holy shit.
1: I'm not
3: joking. Louisville's like a hundred spots below any other ACC school in most oh high, like academic rankings. Jack is going in.
1: I oh, don't let him go. I'm just oh, upset this? that
3: they, they yeah, haven't it. fired Kenny like Payne. It's actually what look.
1: A, what did Kenny Payne do to you,
0: Jack? <laughs> I <gonna> disappear.
3: 1986. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wasn't alive, but I'm mad about 1986.
0: <clears throat> Jack's got generational trauma with Kenny Payne. <laughs> Real, yeah. I wasn't alive, but I read about it.
4: Yeah, he, he got pre-PTSD.
0: <laughs> he does, he's got the generational trauma.
3: I was taught from a young age. My, my dad was a Duke when that happened. I was taught from a young age.
0: <laughs> when Jack was born, he was like, you hate Kenny Payne. <laughs> right.
3: I was taught to, to dislike Louisville from a young age, but that's beside the point. The point is, Kenny Payne's continuing to be employed at Louisville is detrimental to the ACC and, like, is dragging them down in the NET, in Ken Palm. It, it's destroying the entire conference's strength of schedule, and it's really hurting everyone else's resume. I'm not even kidding when I say that. It's really bad.
4: Is yeah. Kenny, Kenny Payne the problem, though?
3: Look at their roster. Like, they have a decently talented group. I mean, I I'm sure they all hate each other by now, but...
0: Oh,
4: shit. Dad,
0: Dad, he's going to work. He is going to
2: work. I, I, can, can, I,
1: I can't go in this route at this point, but here we are. He the opinions
2: cook. of Jack are his and his alone. <laughs> Let
1: that man cook. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, might,
3: it might just be because my football team is currently playing a team called the Cardinals, but... <laughs> hey,
0: it's okay. you yours. Come on, Jack. If you not run from
3: It's. I think it's bad for the ACC that he's still there.
1: Well, the ACC is not going to be a while. is going to be gone in about two, two or three years anyway, so it, it, it doesn't matter. Um, moving on. Uh, so obviously, we, you know, Duke, I think Carolina, Miami, Clemson, those are probably the ones that are going to be buying for uh, the, the conference title. Anybody that I missed there?
0: For the conference title, no. But out of that group, Duke, Clemson, Miami, uh, UNC. Then you add NC State's gonna be a tournament team. Wake's probably gonna be a tournament team, or at least close to it. UVA Virginia. is always, always yeah, a, a shot at a tournament. Tech, if Tech can find a way to 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 put together what they have and stay hot, Tech is on the outside looking in in the tournament race. Like that—that's six, seven right there. And then you saw how Pitt found a way to get in last year, man. Like six or seven in the ACC in the tournament's not gonna be a surprise in my opinion. It really isn't. I'd be surprised if it's anything lower, honestly.
1: Yeah, I, I, would I think agree. With that. Five
3: is a reasonable like over under.
0: I'd be surprised if it's just five. Uh, yeah,
1: I would take the over, hundred
0: percent on five. They they've earned it. Like if if we're going with this whole, you you have to earn it with the net and your wins and the non conference. They've earned it because we've won it in non conference as a as a group. They they won ACC won the SEC ACC challenge. We did all that shit. Like we've earned it. <laughs>
3: I mean, you also you have to remember didn't that didn't even win in Clemson, Clemson deserved it last year and and got snubbed pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, look, we've Ubiye. seen it in the
0: past. We've seen it like, in the past. Like I wouldn't
3: like, be shocked if teams that should be in the tournament from the ACC aren't just. It happens every year, man. It's it happened every, every year. year. Yeah, there're multiple teams.
0: Virginia Tech was the, the number four in the conference in 2012 and didn't get into the tournament. Like, how is that possible? It's like, a joke. It is what it is. It is what it is. But it's, it's, it's all about how people view the ACC. And it's all like the NET ranking. We see how important that stuff is. However, the ACC, in my opinion, ACC did what they needed to do as a group in the non-conference better than they did last year. Last year, you only had like three teams with a winning record coming out of a non-conference schedule. This year, everybody in the ACC except for two has come out of the non-conference schedule with a winning record. Like, you've done what you've had to do. Right.
3: I will also, I, I do want to say Florida State, it's been really ugly. This is not about football. That was ugly. That's Ooh. different. That was embarrassing. embarrassing. But wow, understatement. But their their basketball team lost to Lipscomb yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was a tough day like, for
0: them. I mean, it's it really was I a tough day for the state fan. I love Leonard hamilton He's a great dude, I great coach. Him. It's, just, it's yes. time. Like it's one of those things. It's awesome. time. And then it's like who's going to replace? Only, yeah, it's difficult.
3: You can only recruit raw like seven foot five kids for so long.
0: Ham went I mean, out and watched that movie. In the air up there, and was like, "I need, I need at I least two Africans. I need at least two Africans on my squad every season. I, I need can do two. that. <laughs> he said, "Kevin, Bates I mean, I, up there. I can do I,
3: it too." I mean, if we're talking ACC, I think the real, the real nail in the coffin for Florida State's basketball program was when Butler declared for the draft when he had no business doing so. That kid would have been a yeah. really good college player as a sophomore, and probably would have been drafted late first, if not higher. And he declared for the draft. Well, and he's somebody's house, house now and be like, I can get teams. you
0: to the league and everything else. Like, he just hasn't been able to do it. Well, it doesn't
2: help Florida State that their best player last year is now playing for Miami either.
3: So right. Right. Yeah. Well, there's that.
1: Doesn't so. help. Doesn't help. Uh, just all the good players just opting out of uh, playing for Florida State, whether that's football, whether that's basketball, it's not helping down in Tallahassee. No, but it'll come uh, back.
0: Like they got the money, they have the NIL, they have they have the student life on campus. Like they have everything you need to have a solid program. It's just basketball's always competed with football there, and it always will. And you just got to have somebody convince people to come in and be like, we can both exist, like, and you can get paid the way you need to get paid in the NIL.
1: True. So we got we got eight games in the month of January.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: W- what's on a record? We play Houston then at Notre Dame, at Pitt, play home against Georgia Tech, Pitt, then we go at Jacks Louisville Cardinal, and then come home <laughs> versus Clemson, and then go to AC's Virginia Tech Hokies. It's just a fun place to play. So with that, if we go seven and one, like he's not, are we going to be upset about that?
3: Absolutely. Yes, not. because we're fans, but no, because that's a good record to come out of that stretch with.
2: The the Saturday, Tuesday games are, are scary just because it's Saturday,
3: Saturday that. Monday. That's a Saturday, Monday. Saturday, Monday. 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 The, the,
2: we had, the, the Clemson going and then going to Virginia Tech. That's gonna, yeah. that's that's a tough game.
0: The nice that's thing Virginia is Clemson's road. at home and that's the first part of that leg. And then Tech is on the road. The second part of the leg on the Monday. And honestly, like the way Tech plays defense right now, we're going to be able to do what we did against Baylor, which is just drive, drive, drive. We're not going to settle for threes in that game. Like, we did against Miami last year, and that first time we ever faced a Saturday, Monday, all we did was shoot threes against Miami, turned the ball over every single possession, and we lost about 20 points. Yeah. Against Tech, it ain't going to happen. They don't have that kind of defense. They don't have those kind of athletes. And they don't have anybody who can guard, flip, roach, proctor. Who? You know what I mean? They, they don't have which any team? Virginia Tech. Tech. Oh, yeah. yeah they don't, no, they don't right have the horses that. to be able to keep, like – at a home game at Tech, yes, of course, it's always a challenge because they play out of their minds at home. Connor kator is going to have twenty-seven points on three. I'm mm, sure. Yeah. Still got however, his geriatric however, ass. Cadula too. However, Kadula be hooking. Yeah, and he's shit. He's been. He's been. Tech fans want him gone already, just like we do at Roach. They they already want Sean Cadula gone. But I like that kid a lot, man. But either way, I I, so I like that's that's the toughest turnaround to me. So that's I, in my opinion, that's where the one that one loss you said seven to one. That's where that one loss might lie, but. I still think it's not like we can't come out of that slate eight zero. Like we will be favored in every reasonable. one of those games. No, we'll
1: be favored in every one of those games. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. It's just a matter of what team shows up. Like is the right. team that shows up the one that wants to dominate, or is it a team that we're we gonna settle for some stuff that we shouldn't settle for?
1: Yeah, it's Quite a honestly. grind. Like it's it's a grind. Like, when you look at it on paper, like, oh well, we should win every one of these games, and we should. Mm-hmm. But it's also a grind, and shit happens. You know, injuries happen. You know, you can get colds. You get a cold night. You, lose focus. Castle call seems a place that is horrible to shoot. We start, you know, jacking up jumpers and like, that's just not a recipe for... They fixed the lights. Valentine. It's a lot lighter
0: in there now. They fixed okay. the lights and the seats aren't, the seats aren't gray anymore. Uh, <laughs> they some
1: not in there. <laughs> um, I want to switch gears here before we talk about the uh, Syracuse game, which, again, I'm be in attendance for and talk about um, some recruiting. I uh, wanted to get to it last podcast, but we, we just went on a tangent uh, The last podcast. So Pablo, bringing in here, uh, anything new in recruiting? Obviously, VJ kind went down to three teams, Kentucky, Baylor, and then obviously Duke. Anything changed um, as far as your confidence from um, from that recruitment?
4: Nah, ain't nothing changed for me. I still think Vijay ends up at Duke. I think that's where he wants to be. I think despite, you know, the log jam that everybody's talking about at the, the guard in the wing position, I think mean, that's where he wants to be, and that's where you end up being. I actually just uh, just published an article this morning uh, about 10 minutes ago, so uh, y'all can go read that. And I got my official VJ prediction up in there, too. So, And that's one thing about me, man, is I really don't waver from, if I, you know, if I say, like, hey, that's what I feel, I mean, I'm going to stand on that unless I just, you know, here's something just totally different, man. And then, uh, you know, I normally would... I normally just don't change, man. VJ to Duke, man. I don't give a fuck. Nobody has <laughs> to
1: say. Love it. Uh, Yeah, you brought up the, uh, the log jam, right? So we don't know, obviously, yet what mm-hmm. Kyler Foster, Jared McCain, you know, all those guys going to do. And then we're bringing in some, some studs as well, of course. So you yeah. don't know who came, who's going officially yet. He did that matters, though. I mean, he's he's the type of player where He's going to play no matter where he goes, but yeah. still, you know, some minutes.
4: Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to matter. Um, it really – It. I don't think it's going to matter in his eyes. You know what I mean? He just wants to come in. He wants to compete. He wants to win uh, just like all the kids. So, at the end of the day, this isn't like, you know, mid-tier talent that we're talking about. You know, we're talking about top-shelf talent. So, you know what I mean? Those guys normally come into Duke and they normally play. You know what I mean? And uh, we don't really have any mirror-tier talent coming in to be honest with you. So, I mean, they, they're gonna have to compete for minutes, and um, I think he's gonna embrace that, man. Um, I think they're doing a great job of recruiting him. Uh, you got outside, you know, agencies, uh, you know, doing their recruiting as well and helping out with stuff. So, I think we'll be straight. You know what I mean? I, I just, I'm just waiting for the, you know, another one uh, tweet, <laughs> right? And,
0: and the I was about him too, right? Oh, sorry, go ahead, D. Go ahead. No, I,
2: I was just gonna say at, at countdown he was visibly having the most fun uh oh yeah he he looked like everybody else was on a business trip he was there like you could tell that he was having fun he was enjoying the moment so he loves duke he loves duke yeah like i'm
3: he's an austin rivers I'm guy a shocked,
2: i'm a little shocked that he wasn't the first to say i'm a blue devil but mm-hmm. I, i'm still not gonna waver from this kid's going to duke
0: Someone that's probably by design, too, right? Because you can use a lot of context clues in some of these cases, right? Like, he's he's the one guard who hadn't committed yet. He Obviously, he's got to do his due diligence and stuff, too. But him committing, in my opinion, him committing means that someone is planning on leaving from the perimeter outside of Jerry Roach, outside of Tyrese Proctor, which I think is true. And I think if we do what we need to do as a team and we get where we want to get and we get to the title game or the Final Four or whatever else we do as a squad, that means somebody like Jeremy McCain or Caleb Foster is gone. Cool. Mm-hmm. V- VJ Edgecombe I don't think is afraid of anybody any of those guys coming back simply because he offers something that no one else in this class offers that we have at the perimeter position which is his athleticism his defensive ability like we got a bunch of scorers we got a bunch of shooters we got a bunch of guys that can facilitate things like that VJ Edgecombe is so different from all of them and just uh, his his attack mentality the way he plays defense like he's he's he is going to find time on the floor no matter what like no matter who comes back so He's just that good. It's it's so just just kind of use some context clues here, but we haven't wavered as a podcast. As gen, in general, we haven't wavered on VJ Edgecomb coming to Duke, and we we know we know we know it's coming, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, the guy, the guy, yeah, it was close. I, was, I gave me an opportunity there. Um,
0: <laughs> no pause. I ain't pausing.
1: Yeah, but no, he. I I mean, he, he, play, he plays. He plays <laughs> above a the rim. Ball. The guy's an elite athlete, and yeah. I don't think seems. What since Cassius? Have we had a guard that can just throw it down like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: mean, I, I can see the similarities that are going to be made to him. I think it's very different. That his, the 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 wingspan and everything is different from Cassius, the defensive ability, some of those other things, it's different from Cassius, but it, it does fall in line with the molds of the Gerald Henderson's, the Cassius Cassius Stanley's, even you know, even Nolan to a degree, like just having an athletic guard. Amongst some of the other things that you have with that squad, John is he is a say what you want about John Shire. And I know people keep saying what they want about John Shire. Keep his name out your mouth for real. But John is a master at putting together rosters like he puts together rosters so well. Like he knows how to piece things together and make compliments happen and stuff like and, and VJ is a huge compliment to a conch to a Darren Harris to an Isaiah Evans. He's a huge, huge piece to go along with those guys.
1: Yeah. Any other any other names that we should keep an eye on? It doesn't necessarily have to be 2024 or you know the big names that we know. Common Molik
0: Common Malik man, like yeah, you know, that, that, that's the big right? Sudanese monster, bro. That, 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 yeah. yeah, that
1: that's
0: coming. That, to that is still your bro. favorite college basketball team. He's coming. Also attending Duke. That's
1: what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he is coming to Duke, right? Yeah, yeah. He's coming. I'm gonna, to Duke. I'm gonna say that now. I'm gonna
4: tell you that he's gonna. I'm gonna tell you that gonna put it on wax. Duke, put it, it on wax. He's gonna come to Duke, bro.
0: Straight up. Too many connections. There's too much of what he we're, wants to showcase right. and wants to do. Yeah. We aren't. We you know outside of Pat and Gongba, we aren't recruiting any other bigs for the next two years. Essentially, like, and he's not saying for two years. Believe me, no. he's not. No. But like, it's gonna be one and done. Yes, yeah, and there's a there's and a role for him too. You know,
4: you got to think about it. There's a spot for him. There's a there's Absolutely. a real role and responsibility for a player like mm-hmm. like Kamen at Duke. You know, I mean, next year, even with Pat coming in, there's a real. There's a role chance that
0: Pat doesn't start the season with us just because of his foot injury. But say, he's look pretty good.
1: He, 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 he I mean, it's possible that he may redshirt. Correct. I mean, I don't know. I don't, if I don't, I if I don't I know I if I'd, I'd go I that I far. But I don't think he'll redshirt. They have to reevaluate
0: in the summer what his foot's going to look
1: like. But he's. He's
0: not gonna have a full off season with the squad. He's not right, and that's a my point.
1: big guy, like... so you know, you might look at that possibility, mm-hmm. but there'll be plenty. But it, of is.
4: It, it is, is January though, game. so he might he might have he got he got plenty of time to heal. You know what I mean? So it's January. From all I'm hearing with people at politics,
0: he's hurt and it's gonna require surgery and and I, I thought I mean, he already he had, did the I, surgery. It, it, yeah, he already had the surgery, but I'm saying it required surgery. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's at yeah, least yeah, 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 yeah. he's at least done through June, if not July. Like oh, in yeah, terms yeah, of yeah, high-level yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's, and that's for a freshman, that's key because that's when the freshman starts showing up at the end of June. Right. So yeah, I mean and, and Pat Google already Google. was gonna have a trouble transitioning. In my opinion, he was already gonna have trouble, a little bit of trouble transitioning to college, just with the strength aspect and everything else. I think that there's there's a there's I, I'm, not, I'm not saying he was gonna be bad and couldn't play, I'm just saying like. I don't know that he's a player we could have relied on solely for our five position throughout the entire season. I think that right. there was some growing pains there with him. Whereas I think Kamamala is just head and shoulders going to start from day one. It's the guy that John wanted to get. You saw it from the portal list last year. He wanted to get this archetype forever. And now he's he's going to get it. Like, yeah.
1: Nothing's getting nothing his way. Who's the competition for him? G League? Like, uh Kentucky, overtime elite uh, and Kentucky UCLA, and Kansas. UCLA, overtime oh, elite. Kansas.
4: Yeah. But all those, you got to think about it, too. That all those guys that are actually trying to get him, they have like two and three guys in that position. You know yep. what I mean? So it makes no sense whatsoever for him to go. I'm not even talking about nobody else. He going to Duke, bottom line. Ain't no need to Period.
0: bring anybody else up.
1: Yeah, Fair enough. Um, all right. Anybody else you want to talk about, or we want to get right into the uh, Syracuse preview? Let's do it. You I mean, get
4: into the Syracuse thing,
1: yeah, well, yeah no Pablo. Um, <laughs> uh, so Syracuse, uh, as mentioned, they uh, they just had a big mm-hmm. win against Pitt. Um, the the finish of that game, we we all got to see because the CW decided that they were going to run fifteen to twenty minutes long mm-hmm. um, before getting to <laughs> State <still> University Um <laughs> before getting to our game. But uh, it was an opportunity to, to see Syracuse a little bit there in the last ten minutes of that game against Pitt. They look good. I'm. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I didn't see Syracuse being in the top half of the ACC this year. They still may not be. I don't know, but I think they're a lot better than I would have given them credit for coming in. Right now, um, ACC just kind of talk about Syracuse and, and what they like to do. Obviously, Jimmy B is no longer there, so the zone is gone.
0: Yeah, no, they don't. They don't. They trap. They they turn the ball over like more than you really see Syracuse teams in the past do. Um, they definitely get a lot of turnovers. They have athletic guards. You know, they got Judah immense they got J.J. Starling. Like, they, they got some scores there. And they're just – they're a balanced squad. I think I think they're finding their way this year. Um, I think Adrian Autry has done a great job of putting a roster together, you know, in a year's time. And okay, a couple places you can hurt them. They don't offensive – they don't offensive rebound the ball very well. They don't shoot the three well. So, I think they, you know, they, had a, they had a little stretch there against, you know, a couple squads where they did shoot it well. But in general, they're not like – they're not a team that you're expecting to just – pop a bunch of threes. They don't shoot a lot of threes, especially lately. They've really, they've really kind of been charged in, in getting the ball into the interior and getting to the free throw line, which is a huge strength of theirs. So not fouling and turning them over, I think, is a big deal because they definitely turned the ball over. Um, so I think the way we played defense, I think you'll see that. I think you'll see us kind of hard hedging, playing high all those things, and I think we come away to win. I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think we come away with a win, and I can could, I could see us pulling it out 81-73. 80, I mean, that's what they beat Pitt by. I think it kind of see the same score at us.
1: Yeah, Pete, what do you got?
0: I think it starts with Judah Mintz.
2: You shut him down and you make somebody else beat you when you play Syracuse. I mean, <clears throat> he didn't have the best game yesterday. Uh, I watched most of that game, and, uh, and, and Pitt – Basically, was in his grill all game long, and they they forced Copeland and some other some of those other guards to beat him, and that's that's kind of the key to Syracuse, in my opinion.
0: And hey, so Copeland stepped
2: get... up; good for him. Like he stepped up. Yeah, how many points did he end up finishing with?
0: Twenty-two or something like that. Gee. A lot. Twenty-two, I think. I mean, wow. their guards like that's really? all they bring off the bench. Essentially, is guards like they're guards, super guard heavy, man. Like, I mean, I, I, I didn't pay that close attention, you know, to
2: to Copeland when he 22 came in. And nine. He was playing well, but Dad Gum, twenty four minutes and twenty two points, nine fair. rebounds,
3: four assists, three steals. That's impressive. That's
2: very. And impressive. they
4: got
0: big guards. Like they have big guards. Like yeah, they got big wings.
4: Big wings. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna be straight. It's gonna be a good game.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a good game.
1: Yeah. Autry, so, uh,
4: it's gonna be a really good game.
1: Is this a game that you can see Duke rolling out four guards?
4: Uh I think that's uh it, it might happen. I mean, it, it's a possibility. You might see that, but I don't think you're gonna see that for a long period of time because the guards mm-hmm. that they have are bigger guards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They have bigger guards and bigger wings, so uh I I don't know. I don't I don't think I'll I don't think we'll see that because I, I can, unless like Flip and Mark get in foul trouble and been like right, right. both foul trouble. But I think for Duke. Playing against Syracuse, man, I think the biggest key is to let Judah Mintz just do what he do, because um, I think in twelve or thirteen games he has he got he's almost got forty turnovers, mm-hmm. and he's a he's a he's a turnover. He's a great player, but he does a little bit too much with the ball. Mm-hmm. So I think the the real um real key to the game is kind of just forcing Judah into you know him being judah let him let mm-hmm. him be him and just stand in front of him because he's gonna make mistakes you know what i mean and yeah. if a guy has i think it was 37 turnovers in 13 or 12 12 or 13 games they played that mm-hmm. is a lot man that is a that's shitload one of-, of turnovers so and he's the primary ball handler so hey i think that's gonna play right into our hands you know what i mean and when we get turnovers we we normally run so uh yeah. that's gonna be a good thing for duke so i'm you know i, I definitely can see a uh, I definitely can see us whipping their ass. I don't have a prediction cuz you know like I always say I don't give a fuck about that. I just win. So.
1: That's I one
0: agree. thing you've seen us do like and it works with a team like Syracuse is we let you make the mistake. We're not a team that hunts turnovers. Yes. Like we don't trap you, Absolutely. we don't we don't press yep. you, we don't we don't do those things to hunt turnovers. We let you make mistakes. We funnel you to where we want you based on the scouting report and then we we take advantage of that. And I think you'll see that like just like we did against Caleb Love. Like, I feel like yeah. Love and Mintz are very similar in the fact that you can force them to that, that long side baseline, and he's gonna make a mm-hmm. dumb play. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing with Caleb Love. He did it all night again for Arizona. Like it's gonna be the same thing. Yeah. I can see I can see Judah Mintz leaving this game with like seven turnovers for real. For like, sure. Without, hesitation. I think if that
4: happens, I think if that
0: happens, we win big. You know what yeah, I Yeah, mean? and, and that's I, why I you think... don't sit Mark. Like Mark can play those wings and he but he also rebounds well and they don't rebound yeah. well.
4: That's that we we don't even that, that should never even be a, a topic of any conversation. Mark no. is never gonna sit, you know what I'm saying? But I think the only so, thing that's gonna give us can trouble.
2: Plus. He
0: can't score
4: twenty plus. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He can, yeah,
0: but he's sure. turned the ball seven times, and then we capitalize off those turnovers. It almost negates that twenty. When, when you oh, but
4: I'll, I'll say this, you know, if Judah Mintz is having a a two turnover game is going to be close. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's going to be trouble. It's going to be close. So I think, you know, just like you said, you know what I mean? We funnel, you know, guys to certain spots on the court. And the biggest thing is, you know, with John, it's like, hey, play man-to-man defense and just stay in front of your fucking man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what he wants you to do. Mm-hmm. As long as we do that, we are fine. You know, they got J.J. Starlin, They got the other big wing. I can't forget his name, but they only got about three double-digit scores. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not high double digits other than Judah. So, you know, scoring – you know, they 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 kind of spread their scoring out and they they got a pretty good bench, so and they're yeah. athletic and that's the good yeah. thing about them too. Well, a good thing for them, but you know, it's not the normal Syracuse team. They, just, they the get, McLeod in, get, get yeah. McLeod in foul trouble.
0: Get get McLeod in foul trouble because he's their only big, like he's their Absolutely. only big of consequence. So get him in foul Absolutely. trouble and that's game over for them. Absolutely.
2: No, I was just saying that they played nine dudes, like Syracuse is a mm-hmm. – they're a good basketball team. I mean, they're they're yeah. a well coached, good basketball team. And yeah, you make you force Judah into some turnovers and you make other people beat you because you don't want him to have 25 points, two turnovers, seven, you know what I mean? Like you don't want him to pad that stat sheet because it yeah. will
0: be a long game. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how we get Roach set up for this game. Like he's probably gonna be on Starling or Mintz. Because just for size purposes, like he's not gonna be able to guard the other. I mean, not not be able to, but you know, I mean, maybe he can guard Chris Bell because Chris Bell is kind of a one trick pony. He ain't. He's not taking you down low or anything. He's looking the. He's like six seven. (laughs) Yeah, but man, maybe just put Roach on him just to just to keep him on the outside away from some of the other action because you got better defenders like Jeremy McCain and Tyrese Proctor can guard the more active.
1: Dude, but Roach is a good defender
0: too. It's just a matter of – I'm interested to see what we do with him and I'm interested to see what kind of mismatches we set up on the offensive side I would, with him. I would put him on Starling I, and me personally. Yeah. I would put him. I put Roach on Starling. I can see that. I can
4: uh, see that. You know, and I put Tyrese on Judah because Judah is like six six. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Tyrese is more close to his stature. So, yep. you got, I think you, that works Reese out a little better got for to us. Guard
2: Judah. If, if Reese doesn't guard Judah, that, I, I yeah. need to see what we worked on in practice because it just wouldn't make sense. Sure. And we can see, and we can see,
4: uh, our friend of the podcast, Jalen Blake's, on his talking
1: ass.
0: Players. Like, nah, I'm talking about it. Let's talk about it for a second because Jalen Blake's is earning time, and we talked about it last podcast. He has earned floor time, yep. yeah, defensively absolutely. and everything else. He has earned time, and he is that. He's the Dad fire. A guy,
1: he's a guy that knows his fucking role. And yeah. he, comes he in, plays what his role That's... is and dominates that role.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blake's going to play. Like, he's going to play, and whoever he's guarding is going to be in hell.
2: The most improved player from last year.
0: He's he's
4: he's, going to get a couple hard fouls on him, and then he's going to complain to the ref. Like, I barely touched him, but he really, you know, assaulted him. So, I mean, it's all good. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, he set the tone. Set the tone. That's what he's doing. But that 6'10
0: wingspan, man, he can guard anybody that they put on the floor outside of the big man, like. Blake's dog. Blake's has earned his time. I'm sorry, he has. He's
2: trust from his teammates too. Like they trust him shooting that Facts. three. They trust Facts, him driving through the lane. It's not just, "Hey, dude, we're gonna put you in the game so you can go tackle this guy." Now, no, no,
0: no. He's
2: he just out in transition, man. He's getting the ball on
0: the break. Yeah, he's yeah. shooting.
2: He's making he's the right decisions, which you yeah. you know. In all fairness, last year me might have not made all the right decisions, but like. I'll die on you this game, man. He's the he's the most improved player on Duke's team. Sure.
3: I don't really know if that's like a question, it. honestly. I think I like I it. Think it's him that's, far and away. I like it. I like yeah. it. I like it.
1: All right, let's let's wrap this up here. Jack, I'll give you the uh the final word on Syracuse. Give me a prediction.
3: Um honestly, I haven't watched much. I obviously I watched the game yesterday against Pitt. Um, I haven't really watched much Syracuse, but I, I don't know how I I don't know if I trust Syracuse. They're going to turn the ball over. Like, I feel like everything I say is going to be what someone else said. They Duke can Duke can get them on the glass. Duke can force them to turn the ball over. And Duke is a team that is built to run and will run if given the opportunity. I think it's going to be less than 10 points. I'm going to let's go 84 77. It's going to yeah, be a like, fun game.
1: I like 78 70. Like I think it'll be a little bit lower scoring. Um, I think both. You know the athleticism but I think we're a really good fantasy team so I think if we turn if we turn them over um then I think we're gonna be in the shape. we might get into the eighties but 70, somebody seventy have a great fucking new year everybody got a big- happy fun.
0: new year baby Happy new year,
1: happy new year. Happy let's, year. let's go Duke let's go yeah Duke is gonna give us something uh to, to, to be happy about and celebrating in April so keep keep it rolling keep keep sticking with this team don't worry about the adversity Use it to to fire
0: you, and let's go, Duke.
1: Go, Duke. Let's go, Duke. Go, Duke.
0: Go, Duke. Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Five Point Play Podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe whenever you ever you get your podcast. Check us out on Twitter, YouTube, Patreon. It's free, and Instagram. Five Point Play Podcast. Let's go, Duke. go, Duke. Go Duke.